This is Auto Line This Week, the show that gets you inside the global automotive industry. Auto Line This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode. Hi, I'm John McElroy, and welcome to AutoLine This Week. There's so much technological development going on in the automotive industry right now. Whether it's electric cars, autonomous cars, the whole move to mobility, there's a lot of technology that's getting developed. Now, for the established players, they know how to do it. They've been there. They've done that. They're on their way of doing it. But for startups or new companies coming in or even just people with ideas, how do you take that technology from an idea stage to the R&D lab to the streets? Well, we're going to talk to three companies today that really know a lot about that. Let me introduce you to them. Raj Nair is the president and CEO of Multimatic. Christoph Leinemann is the managing director of PEM Motion North America. And Pat Troy is the co-founder and chief technology officer of a company called Attractive. Great to have you all here. Let's get into the discussion. Uh, I guess uh, I'll start out with, uh, with Christoph here. What are some of the most common problems that you encounter with startups or people who have got an idea and want to get it to the auto industry? What are some of the most common problems that you run into with them? Yeah, first of all, um, nice to be here on your show. I'm very looking forward for the discussion with, with all of you. Um, we work with startups since quite a while now, especially in the e-mobility field. And what we have seen is that there's a big problem for startups to overcome the first challenges um, with having an idea and then putting it into a prototype. Yeah? So to find investors, to convince someone of your idea and to show how really good it is, you need, first of all, to have a prototype to show something um, to the public. And that, of course, requires a lot of um, money and investment to get there, but also experience and people who help you to get to this prototype. And then going that way, um, there's also a lot of challenges afterwards. So you have maybe a nice prototype, but the question is how you make that now to a serious product, how to build that um, into production. So we see a lot of challenges also within the first prototype, but also then moving that into a larger series and into production. Uh, and that, um, of course, requires strong partners, which um, I think we all represent here today. Pat, uh, what are some of the yeah. common problems that you run across? Uh, typically, it's balancing cost and quality. So a startup, as you guys all know, has a much higher tolerance to risk than an OEM um, and how they handle those engineering challenges and the investment in that engineering and how that decreases downstream risk um, is very different from an OEM. So being able to tailor that engineering experience and all of the work that goes behind developing the prototype and then moving that into production, um, being able to tailor that for a startup and focus on the things which are specifically risky to those organizations, um, those are the big challenges I see. Uh-huh. And Raj, do you see anything different than what uh, Christoph and Pat have mentioned? No, I mean, I'd, I'd agree with those points. I think for us, um, you know, we're probably in a little bit of a unique situation, you know, being a, you know, one of the global tier one um, OEM uh, suppliers, but also being a low volume manufacturer as well. We kind of see that spectrum from low volume to high volume manufacturing. And that's one of the things that we see with startups that, obviously you know very familiar with whatever technology they're working on but um the nature of industrializing that understanding how high volume manufacturing engineering even commercial aspects work is is one of the areas that we kind of provide a little bit of of insight because we see both sides of it 
Raj Multimatic deals with so much leading edge technology in automotive. Um, do you work with a lot of startups? Do a lot of people come to you with ideas or is this sort of homegrown technology within Multimatic? It's a good question, John. Um, you know, again, we're a global 100 OEM supplier. Um, and so we're in very high volume manufacturing. So we've got a large engineering organization and a lot of it is is homegrown. Um, but the fact that we also do a lot of uh, motorsports activities, motorsports technology. We obviously build the niche vehicles, build the Ford GT, you know, picture in the background. So we, we deal with a lot of very high technologies, low volumes, which has a lot of startups in that area. Um, and so it's it's a great opportunity for us to get that into production in, in low volume and supercars or, or race cars or whatever they may be. But also maybe take a look at that as to are there high volume applications for it. Some of that is our own homegrown stuff, uh, but some of it is uh, working with some partners and suppliers on on some of these really cool projects. And and Pat, uh, how do startups or people with ideas find you, or do you go after them? How does that all come together? Yeah, I mean it's the usual um, trade shows reaching out. You know, our business development um, team members reaching out to those organizations when we see um, that a company might be on the cusp, when we see that a company might be ready to take that next step from maybe their first prototype or an early render um, to move to that first vehicle, maybe that first small batch of vehicles. Uh, that's how we get in touch with those people. Mm -hmm. Opportunities like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, shows like this, that's right, uh, hopefully. Christoph, uh, same thing, uh, how do you find these companies to work with? How do they find you? Yeah, so um, I mean, we, we are a spin out of the university in, in Germany ourselves. So we are normally very close connected to the research, to the innovation bit. And that helps us, of course, to stay in that turf and, and find the right partners there and be early on, very early on in an innovative phase and support them, yeah, maybe even in the first idea stage. Um, later on, I mean, um, it's worth the mouse, um, which, which helps, of course, and, and having just good references and um, yeah, exactly. Shows like this, I, I really enjoy being here today. So I, I'll just, anybody can jump in on this, but here's the question. Do you have to turn business away ever? Do you have to tell some starry-eyed inventor that no, their product's just not going to work? Yes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, like um, Evie, Evie, sorry, Raj, go ahead. No, I think, you know, there's just uh, a lot of great ideas out there um, and uh, a lot of startups working on things, but sometimes they're just not a good fit or they're just not mature enough or, you know, to be honest, sometimes they're just not a good idea, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that EV is a tricky space. The way that power and torque kind of manifest and have an effect on EVs is a little bit different from gasoline engines and sometimes making that shift and the assumptions that are made about the torque capabilities, the power capabilities of the powertrains um, can be a real challenge. And I think a lot of startups um, go into that a little bit naively. And sometimes it's the role of organizations like us to kind of let them know um, what the capability and the ultimate um, you know, performance of their product is gonna be. And sometimes that's not a good fit. Christoph? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree to that. And um, sometimes it's, yeah, on the paper, it looks pretty nice, the calculation add up, but sometimes, somehow you have to bring that into a serious product. And then there comes manufacturing, there comes supply chain. So there are the daily life challenges um, the automotive world um, suffers from and um, bringing them down to earth is, is part of our job, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. I hope you let them down gently. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Pat, let's say I'm a startup. I've got a brilliant idea. It might be yep. going someplace, but I can't do it on my own. I come to Attractive. Sure. What do you guys do for me? I mean, initially, what we're going to do is what we just talked about, which is uh, look at the performance of the vehicle, look at what your vehicle expectations are, and then we're going to verify that the engineering matches. Um, beyond there, typically with any EV, it becomes a bit of a commercial exercise of finding the right partners and suppliers in order to supply that equipment into the vehicle. Um, and once you've kind of done all of that, then you can look at um, that first prototype, maybe that first small batch of prototypes. Mm -hmm. Raj, what, what, I, I've got a startup. I'm raring to go. I want to get in the automotive industry. How do you help me out? Yeah, I mean, I think we're probably one of those partners that gets matched up, to be honest. So um, when we are making contact, it's usually because we've got a specific problem we're looking at. Um, so it's rarely just a, a cold call. Um, and so that, that certainly helps that we're reaching into, into the community on a specific problem and kind of know what we're looking for. So kind of know if it's going to be a good fit. You know, we do get the cold calls um, and we, you know, we try to provide advice, but it, if it's not a, a fit into a project, you know, that we're working on right now, we'll, we'll probably send them to somebody like you attractive or, or someone else because they've got a lot more context that maybe there, there is a good fit for them. Yeah. yeah, then I hope you um, some someday also send them to us. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, we won't discriminate. <laughs> yeah. uh, m maybe to, to close that um, discussion on, on how we can help. Yeah. So um, we normally um, like to help um, things which have never been done. Yeah. So we are not really the engineering company who does the standard engineering with, with a large team, but rather having a complete new idea which was never realized and then supporting the startup bringing that to a first prototype and then also finding investors. Um, we have um, a large VC corporation in Europe with Early Bird, um, where we also invest in companies. We also spin out some companies ourselves. So actually here, that's the Street Scooter. Um, that's a company we built in 2009 in Germany, um, successfully sold to the DHL. And basically since then, um, supporting also other startups on that journey um, to really start something which, which has never been done. So I think for this, um, we, we are the right people to support. We are not the right people to do the large scale um, F-150 engineering. Uh, that is um, a bit too big for us. Yeah. Raj, it was interesting. You, you say that you're often matched up. Uh, are car companies bringing startups that have got good ideas and say, here, Multimatic, you gotta, you've got to help them get this thing production ready? Um, occasionally, it's it's more often um, that we're working on some specific you know project that needs a technical solution that we don't have, and we start doing research and, and you know looking out at what papers have been published or uh, what companies we've heard of, and and then reaching out to those companies. Um, the OEMs do occasionally do that, um, but I, I think what's unique about us as to why we we're kind of attractive is this aspect of that we do low volume and high volume. So, you know, there, there are parts that we do only four of a year for a formula one team, uh, or that we do for the F one fifty, like you just mentioned, where we're doing the, the front suspension or the tailgates on the F one fifty. So the fact that we can take some of these technologies that do lend themselves to introduction and low volume first, uh, and just to get started and then, but be prepared to ramp them up to high volume is, is one of the reasons that um, either either an OEM or our own reach out to a startup looks pretty attractive to them to work with somebody like Multimatic. Mm -hmm. And Pat, uh, so do uh, 
tier one suppliers or OEMs bring companies to Attractive, or is it the other way around? Attractive is helping them develop their products to take it to the bigger companies. Yeah, it could go either way. It's not uncommon for um, an OEM to realize that there's some nascent tech that is not quite ready yet and for them to bring in a third party to help get that over the line. So companies like the three of us here have that OEM experience and know how to get that product from where it is a prototype into where it is acceptable, um, you know, and meets the engineering and um, commercial standards of an OEM. Mm -hmm. And Christoph, it sounds like PEM is uh, making or helping entrepreneurs bring their products to market rather than take it to some other bigger company. Is that right? Um, it depends. Yeah. So we work also with um, OEMs. We work also with uh, tier ones. So um, that's that's a big mix. And I think that network, um, this ecosystem makes it work in the end. Yeah. So um, bridging that context, um, bouncing back ideas to, to some of our partners and finding the right suppliers for them um, is usually how, how we do it. Uh, I'd like to get your ideas on uh, bringing industry, R&D labs, academia together. Is that part of the, the successful mix of what you're all doing? Who wants to jump at that first? Yeah, certainly. Um, at least here in Windsor, there's a concerted effort from a lot of different organizations in order to make Windsor um, an automobility hub and focus on those technologies, so both autonomous and electric vehicles. So we're happy to be part of that, and we benefit from uh, groups like Invest Windsor Essex who are helping to bring more companies like us into this area. Um, as well as from the universities and as well as from um, all of the other industry that's here in Windsor, from fabricators to machining centers, um, to injection mold, to all the rest of it. Pat, is that a new effort and how's it going? Um, I can't speak to that directly. It's been ongoing for at, at least a year and a half now since we've been um, here formally as Attractive, uh, March of last year. Um, and my understanding is that it's going exceptionally well. So there's us um, and several other companies who have now announced that they're going to be here in Windsor. Um, taking advantage of that ecosystem. Christoph, you mentioned that uh, Pen Motion is a spinoff of the University University of Aachen, I believe, in Germany, right? That's correct, yes. And, and so same thing that Pat was saying, you, you must see great value in bringing these different areas, industry, R&D, academia together. Yeah, for us, that's, that's part of our DNA. In Germany, we um, launched successfully a few startups, and that was only possible because of the close collaboration we between industry partners, academia, research, and, and companies like us and the startups. So in Germany, we have um, the campus in Aachen where we bring all the partners together working on different fields, for example, e-mobility. Um, we are now partnering also in the California Mobility Center in Sacramento. Um, that's a similar initiative with um, the local universities, with some industry partners, and also interesting government organizations um, who help really the regulation for electric vehicles to be more attractive. And um, yeah, as Pat mentioned, we are also part of the Canadian Automobility Hub in Windsor, um, because Windsor for us is, is a very attractive um, region with the close proximity to Detroit, but also with the local partners, strong universities, a strong college, and um, bringing those all together working in that field, um, in our opinion, is, is the future and creates a lot of synergies and an ecosystem which really benefits all partners involved. Of course, it has its um, downsides with IP, with um, managing all the different stakeholders and their interest. But um, in the end, I think um, with collaborating in such ecosystem, we can just grow all together in this uh, very interesting field much better. Mm -hmm. and, and Raj, does Multimatic get involved in, in this kind of thing? We do. Um... 
we certainly have close relationships with the uh, universities, University of Toronto, Waterloo, McMaster's, Queens. Um, we're probably not as um, maybe altruistic as Pat and Christophe that we <laughs> we work on more proprietary projects and and you know try to make an internal commercial success of that, particularly on you know something that's homegrown within Multimatic. But even our joint projects with startups tend to be you know things that we're looking at with with quite a bit of commercial interest and technical interest. So we we're looking at proprietary technologies. That's what you know differentiates us as a supplier. Mm -hmm. Our technical strength. So. Uh, it's kind of, of key to our DNA and, and key to our business. Yeah. Pat, what's the key to making this work, this, this collaboration of different groups? Because I I got to imagine there's, there's no central authority, right? I mean, sure, you're coming together as a group, but everyone's bringing different ideas, different experiences, even different cultures, business culture, certainly. What's the key that makes this work? I mean, the advantage that we have being a small company is that flexibility. Right. So it doesn't matter which organization, whether it be um, an NGO, whether it be a governmental organization, um, whether it be a university or a startup or even an established company. Um, I think all of us are relatively, uh, maybe except for Raj, um, part of a small company. And those smaller companies generally have that flexibility um, to work with all those different organizations. And, and each project is different. It's going to pull in a different patchwork of um, grants, perhaps, or university involvement. Everyone is different. So it's flexibility is really what helps. Christoph, same question. What, what do you think is the key to making this work? Yeah, first of all, I think um, having a common vision, a common, common value understanding, uh, same same values for, for each partner. And of course, building trust. Uh, I mean, um, you mentioned it, there are so many different interests and there are so many um, different partners involved and there's not a central um, person steering that. So you have a lot of people on, on the table and sometimes there might be um, some some downsides for one partner. But after all, I think um, we all can profit from from such um, ecosystem. And um, this uh, I, I don't mean only altruistically, but uh, also economically. So um, I think um, we are in a field which is very interesting um, and, and shows a lot of growth in the future. I think we are just at the very beginning of of a dramatically changing industry. And the way how we use mobility and um, the products we drive in um, are changing. And um, that's very interest interesting and attractive to be in. Christoph, you raise a good point. You know, got to make money, got to raise money. Is, is that part of the secret sauce? Does government need to be involved? Is the investment community there for it? Because while we've been talking of all the technical capabilities that your companies have, at the end of the day, if nobody has the money to pull this off, it's never going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in my opinion, um, of course, money is the key to, to make it work. Um, nevertheless, we see um, in the last two or three years a lot of money going into that direction. If you see what is happening on the stock market, but also um, how, for example, the, the U.S. government is supporting now the infrastructure change and but also the canadian government is, is really pushing we see that in europe as well so there's a lot of money now going into that future technologies green technologies and um, that of course helps to make that change which is necessary in my opinion to become more sustainable um, with mobility mm -hmm. pat uh, i'd like to get your input on that too uh yeah certainly um I mean, just going back to what Christoph said, 100%, all of that is, is um, common in the industry. 
So it's very important for us to work with all those different organizations. Yeah, and uh, how did the, the whole incubation of things in Windsor come about? I mean, for us, um, it was a logical choice for me. I was a Windsor um, transplant, I guess. I graduated in, in Ottawa. I moved down to Windsor, worked for FCA. I worked for Roush, um, did a lot of work on developing EVs. And about the start of COVID, um, decided to start my own firm here in Windsor. So once I started to interact with some of the different agencies um, around the Windsor area and started to learn more about this automobility hub, which was growing at that time, um, I, we decided that this was the spot for us. Mm -hmm. And what kinds of things are you doing within the uh, automobility hub? Uh, there's lots going on. Um, participation for us is uh, uh, in Project Arrow is a big one. Um, I don't want to speak too much about that, but you've probably heard about it. Um, we're a big participant in that program. Um, so Give us a thumbnail so, so the audience knows basically yeah. what you're talking about with Project Arrow. Yeah, so it's a development of a, a Canadian content electric vehicle um, being headed up by the Automotive Parts Manufacturers Association of Canada. Hmm. So we are participating in the uh, digital and electronic integration for the prototype car. Um, so that's a big thing that's going on here. Um, other projects include things with the college. We have a project that we're doing. Um, not-for-profit just with the college to support some bringing some of their students up to speed on EV tech um, as well as our own you know internal projects both on uh, micro mobility and in performance as well. Raj is Multimatic involved in the the mobility movement here is that the mobility center and Project Arrow? Uh, we're, we're not involved in Project Arrow it's uh, we were approached and it looked very interesting to us um, but to be honest, we're just, uh, you know, frankly, so loaded with work um, and work on a, a similar vein of, of, you know, electric vehicle projects, whether it's with, with GM or Ford or Tesla. Um, and so uh, the, you know, the, the war for talent um, in these areas is, is just as much an issue as, as getting funding. And, and so deploying that talent to the, to the right projects is one of the key decisions we have to make as a business, as well as attracting new talent, which is another advantage of, of some aspects of working in, in the Canadian area that uh, probably the talent shortage still acute, maybe not as acute as it is in, in other areas of the world. Mm -hmm. And Christoph, uh, what, what's Pam doing in terms of this uh, mobility center and, and Project Arrow? Um, yeah, so um, for us, we are um, one of the the starting members, I think, of the Canadian um, Automobility Hub. Um, it all happened, I think, um, three years ago. Um, I was the first time in Windsor, actually my first time in Canada ever. So um, I was introduced to Stephen McKenzie, the um, CEO of um, Invest Windsor Essex. And I told him about um, what we are doing in Germany and ecosystem there, but also in Sacramento and California. And um, he really liked the idea and they were on the same time working on this ecosystem. So we developed a feasibility study to understand, okay, what are really the strengths in that reason, region, how we can bring the different partners together, how we can integrate the University of Windsor, but also the St. Clair College and all the other partners involved. And um, that in the end led to the Canadian Automobility Hub. And also it led for us to founding an, an own company in Windsor um, called the Automobility Enterprise, where we um, bring different partners together um, the Windsor Mold Group, um, Integris for the software, um, LBBZ for the metalwork, and us for, for the engineering. And we want to offer a white label microfactory for bringing that 
vehicles to the world, the, this innovation to the world. Yeah? We just launched that in November, so um, we're very happy to be um, also now part of the Windsor community. Mm -hmm. we're, we're getting down to the last couple of minutes here, but Raj, if, if there's any startup, anybody with an idea that really wants to get into the automotive industry, what advice would you give them? Um, well, I think one really learn the industry. Um, it's a, a very complex product. It's very heavily regulated. It's extremely high volume. Uh, it's big investments. It's safety critical. And so it's a really unique industry. Um, and the other is ensure that you've got something that's fixing uh, a problem. Um, there's a lot of solutions out there looking for problems to solve. Um, and uh, that's one of the issues I, we see in a few of the startups. I think the startups that we see that really understand the problem and then are bringing a solution are, are the ones that we're really interested in talking to. Mm -hmm. Pat, your advice to anyone wanting to get into it? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have that experience in the automotive sector, um, find someone who does. Find a partner who does. Find a, a friend who does and bring that person into your company. Um, companies like myself and Motion and Multimatic, obviously we have the people who have that experience and we can help those companies. Um, but if you're really new to it, even before you take that first step, I would encourage you to work with somebody who is, you know, an established engineer uh, with a career in the industry. Christoph, you have the last word on this. Oh, thank you very much. Um, we, we published a book actually with um, what I want to advise. It's called um, Think Big, Start Small. Yeah? So um, I think that um, you have to have this kind of vision, but it's little baby steps you need to take to get there. And um, I, I want to um, advocate for what Pat said and find the right partners and um, work with them. Well, it's very exciting for me to learn what you're all doing and that uh, in Windsor, Canada, there's so much activity going on with all this new technology, bringing in startups. We're going to have to do a whole show just on Project Arrow at some point here, too. It's so fascinating. But I want to thank you all. Raj Nair with Multimatic, Pat Troy with Attractive, and Christoph Leineman with Pem Motion. Very good to have you on here today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank, thank you very much. Thank and of you. course, have to thank everybody who has tuned in. AutoLine This Week partnered with the Consulate General of Canada in Detroit to produce this episode.